This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. An elderly priest in France, 86 years old. Several men break into the church, take nuns hostage, and they behead the priest, shouting Allah Akbar. Of course, we'll never know what they really meant when they were shouting Allah Akbar and praising ISIS. This happened yesterday in Normandy, France. The question is, will we actually fight them on the beaches and on the streets and in the, in the farmlands? Will we fight them now? Not until we can at least tell each other the truth. And that's what I want to talk to you about. The truth. I have some real perspective today on what the answers might be. We'll share that coming up. Our serial today, what, what are we starting our serial on today, Pat? Uh, in our number uh, two. The Liars. Liars book. Oh, on progressives Liars. and a new book, Liars, and why those lies work. And that's really kind of where I want to start because I it was last night was my night to watch the Democratic Convention. And I did from start to finish. And I want to talk to you about... The lies that were told, but why those lies might actually work yet again. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about the convention with the Democrats last night. Am I the only one that watched it? I know Jeffy watched a little bit of it. A little bit of it. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I know. Um, Real quick, your thoughts, because last night was my night to watch it, so I've got pages and pages of notes. What were your thoughts? I thought, first of all, I thought it looked great. Just aesthetically on camera, it looked great. Visually, it was the, it, I mean, it, it was stunning. I did notice they did build a wall around the stage, which was nice. They little, maybe a, mm. hey, if you're a Trump supporter, look, we'll build walls too. Yes, we just yeah. built it around the stage to keep the people away from our candidates. Yeah. What, what you're seeing, did you see any of it, Pat, last night, or did you do the Not smart one thing? One second. Good for you. Good for you. Okay, so I want to talk to you about this. But I want to talk to you about, uh, about this in two different ways. And it is important that you understand that. I watched this last night as me, a guy who knows what progressives are, knows what is going on in the news, knows all the behind, knows all of the stuff about the emails, 
knows everything that's happening on the streets outside, knowing what the booze are really all about and what people mean when they're chanting what they were chanting last night, knowing that last night, press reports today, are that this thing is in absolute chaos, that, that behind the stage... Nobody knows what they're doing. There's fighting. There is all kinds of drama going on off stage. So I watched it as Glenn Beck. But then I also tried to watch it as just somebody who's the average American sitting down, watching it, not really knowing, worried about their job, worried about terrorism, you know, watching Donald Trump, seeing a little bit of that last week, maybe watching his speech but not really following things. And I will tell you, this was one of the best convention nights I have ever seen the Democrats do. If you watch it from that way, or, you know, you're watching it as me, the author of the new book, Liars, How the Progressives Use Fear and Lies and Why They Work. Because last night was a full-fledged exhibit on how it works. Truly remarkable. Let me start with this. Last night was, um, Glenn Beck would say, it was the night of a thousand victims. Because it was everybody who had a problem with anything. Uh, Cory Booker, if I hear him talk about the founders for one more second, I think my head would explode. Uh, how, you know, blacks were only a percentage of a person. Obviously, Corey, you need to read Frederick Douglass. Are you, are you more oppressed than Frederick Douglass was? By the way, because he felt the same way you did, that the founders were racist, the Constitution was a racist, flawed document. He felt exactly the way you did. But he decided to educate himself and read the document and then read what the founders said and try to figure out why three-fifths, what that document did. And Frederick Douglass became the biggest supporter of the Constitution. All you have to do is read his debate on the Constitution and you will be forever changed. Are you, do you think you're more of a victim than Booker T. Washington? Have you read Up, with, uh, up From Slavery? And if you haven't, you should. If you have, maybe you should read it again. So it was a night of a thousand victims. If you're watching as Glenn Beck, you see Elizabeth Warren get up on stage and talk about how we are all now the victim, the victim of disunity that is coming from the Republican Party how the Republican Party is now starting to separate us in groups. Whites and blacks don't get along because the Republicans are separating the whites from the blacks and telling us to make sure you notice the differences. Oh, my gosh. When I heard Michelle Obama as Glenn Beck talk about how she has to wake up every morning in a house that was built by slaves, oh, my gosh, my head was going to explode. You mean the 52,000-square-foot oh house yes. with 150 <laughs> rooms? That. that one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so that's, well, I was oh, amazed at her speech in that part where she was stunningly... Dis- oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait. So, um, so you, you, I, I heard that, Night of a Thousand Victims. 
But then I heard the progressive machine, and it was absolutely brilliant. If I watch this as somebody who was just not plugged into everything, not following everything, um, you don't really, you know, you don't know who progressives are. You don't have any idea what their history. You don't know what they're trying to do. You don't know that they're, try- that they're Marxists trying for a, a, a velvet revolution. And you just think they're just like Americans like everybody else and they just want, you know, just what everybody else wants. Okay. You watch like that and it was a night of a thousand victims. However, most of those victims, it wasn't the speeches that were effective and important last night. It was the things they put between the speeches because it was a night of a thousand victims of Donald Trump. And they were extraordinarily effective to the point to where if I were somebody who didn't, again, wasn't following politics, there is no way I would not only vote for Donald Trump, there is no way I would ever even consider voting for a Democrat ever. I mean, a Republican, ever. I would never vote for a Republican just based on last night. It would have so cemented the narrative that the Democrats and the progressives try to present. It would have so cemented it and solidified in my head that I would be unmovable. First of all, Jeffy said it, it was a spectacle. It was beautiful. It looked successful. It looked full. Even though they were booing, it looked like harmony. It looked like unity. Everybody came out on stage. Everybody was smiling. Everybody was laughing. Everybody was having a good time. They came out and they told jokes in between. Not comedians. They were just lighthearted. Their, their, their jokes were not mean to Donald Trump. Nothing was, nothing was done in, 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 in spite. At least that's the way it felt. Um, they, the, they had all the stars were there. All the big singers were there. All the big, you know, it, it was produced really well. Not bigger than Scott uh, Bayo. Yes, and they made a joke about that, too. Oh. Um, but uh, it, was, it was produced really well. J.J. Abrams made some of the films in between. Wow. Okay? So it was done. That's their advantage. Though. Oh, my gosh. Sure it was is. done really well. Well, I'm sorry, but that's Donald Trump's advantage, too. But I believe he was too arrogant to reach out and ask anyone for help. Um, he was supposed to do that. Last week's convention was the biggest disappointment of a Republican convention I've ever seen. I expected, I've been saying this since the beginning, well, we know the convention will be good. But the convention wasn't good. It had a little smoke like it was World, you know, World Wrestling Federation when he walked out the first night. That was it. That was the production value. Um, last night was stirring. The first little interstitial that I want to point out was a, a film on a black woman who is this just really smart, intelligent, likable black woman, mom, a mother of two. Her husband was in the army uh, or, you know, in the service and was killed. 
and left her, you know, worked hard, but they saved their money to be able to, you know, have something nice for their kids and leave, it, you know, leave something for their kids, make, make, you know, to better themselves. And she said, when my husband died, I had to go to work and I had to figure out what I was going to do to be able to raise the kids and have enough money. And she said, and, and I trusted somebody. I, I trusted the hype of Donald Trump. Oh, no. And I took all of the money that I had Jeez. and I put it into Trump University. Now, listen to this. Wow, is this effective? Oh, my gosh. And she talked about it and she was in tears. And, and she said, I went and I knew, that I, I knew uh, within a week this was wrong. This was a sham. And she said, I tried to get my money back. They would never even talk to me. I couldn't get my money back. Did you do the 36000 She, Yep, she did it all. She put every dime her husband, who has now died in the military serving us, right. uh, put it all in there and totally ripped off. Then they introduce her. Sadly, we said this was coming. I know. The whole primary. But it was done expertly. Ugh. Um, then she comes out and she says, now listen to this. Their language last night was brilliant. And everyone said the same things. The speakers all said certain phrases that they had. I'm, I can guarantee you they went to people and said, you must include this in your speech. Because everyone said the same things. Watch for it in subsequent nights, because I'll bet you they will have something different that they're going to say tonight. But every speaker said it. She was the first. And she said, um, look, and, and finish this as a typical progressive uh, Marxist. Mm -hmm. Look, Donald Trump has more money than he could even know what to do with. Finish that. What, what, what else do they say around that? Oh, well, usually it's th them demonizing that person okay. because they're not right. doing the right things right. with it. They're yeah, right, right, right. Victimizing right. people with it. Charity. So she comes out and she says, she comes out and she said, um, look, Donald Trump has more money than he would ever know what to do with. And quite honestly, that's why I signed up to go to the Trump University because I wanted that for myself. I wanted to be able to be rich. I wanted to Smart. be able to create that in my own life. But he doesn't care. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. And he doesn't care who he hurts or who he destroys as long as he gets his. Wow. So it's not them saying, correct. Uh, I, you know, correct. It's bad for them to go for money. Correct. It's, I, I now, have the same motivation. Now, it's very different. What they did last night was genius because I caught myself tuning out of the politicians and listening to the real people. The politicians were not saying that. Okay, Bernie Sanders was not saying that. No. Redistribution of wealth. Elizabeth Warren was not saying that. All of the politicians were saying what the politicians always say. But as an average person, eh, politicians are just saying whatever they have to say, blah, blah, blah. I want to listen to that person because she's like me. And that's where Donald Trump was slaughtered last night. So she comes out and she says he doesn't care. That's one of the phrases that every single person said. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. He will take what he can get. 
He does what he has to do to win for him. And everyone else, no matter who it is or who he has to destroy, he doesn't care. Every speaker said that last night. Then the next interstitial was even worse. The next little film and the next little guest was over. It was lights out last night. Again, you're watching this, trying to watch it as an average person. That as an average person, not as Glenn the conservative who knows what's going on. I'm trying to see why do these lies work and will they work again? And my guess is, yes, they will. And when you hear the next one, you'll understand why. And then a little on President, uh, Michelle Obama's speech, which was stunning last night. Okay. But first, this. Summer is here. And the sunlight is here. And uh, the sun feels like it might be in your living room. It is boiling hot. At least it is here in uh, Texas. And that heat coming through your windows is really expensive. Sends your electric, uh, electric bill soaring. I mean, I don't know how you can keep your house you know, not, you know, just turn the air conditioning off when you're gone because it's about 4,000 degrees when you get home. Your air conditioning can get a rest. Your wallet can get a rest by installing new custom blinds from blinds.com. And they don't only help you in the summer, but they will also help you this winter to keep the heat inside. Blinds.com, they're going to walk you through every step, measuring, installation, plus free design consultation. It's a $200 value. It's free if you want it. Um, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So no matter what, you mismeasure, it's all your fault, whatever. They take it upon themselves, 100% satisfaction guarantee. There's no way you can get this one wrong. You can get made-to-order custom blinds without paying the custom blind prices, but only at blinds.com. And now through August 2nd, save 20% on your entire order. Go to blinds.com and use the promo code Beck, blinds.com, promo code Beck, you're going to get the, um, uh, the um, uh, free samples, the free shipping, the free expert advice, and 20% off through August 2nd. So hurry. That's right around the corner. Blinds.com. Promo code Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I am a big fan of disruptive ideas, and this year, Casper Mattresses is on the top of my list. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I love sleeping on my Casper mattress. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress at an unbelievably fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And better yet, it breathes so you don't wake up drenched in sweat. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. 
Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your home. And if you don't love it, they're going to pick it up and refund everything. Imagine that, a company so confident that their product is what you want that they'll offer a 100% refund. Made in America, with free shipping and returns to U.S. and Canada. Get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash glenn and use the promo code glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. Go to casper.com slash glenn, casper.com slash glenn. See thousands of artifacts from early America, World War II, pop culture, movie history, and more as Mercury Museum presents Liars or Liberty, August 5th through August 7th in Las Colinas, Texas. Visit glennbeck.com slash liars or liberty for tickets and details. Man, that's our, that's our uh, Mercury Museum, Liars or Liberty, and it is $50 million worth of rare artifacts. Things that, th- there's one piece that has... It has not been seen for, I don't even know how many decades. It, we were doing research on it, and the, it's either the Library of Congress or the National Archives thought it was lost, didn't even think it existed anymore. Um, and it is the, the one thing that President Lincoln said was the reason he was elected. And uh, we found it, and we have it now as part of the Mercury Museum, only open for, I think, two or three day, uh, days. And we invite you to get tickets now at liarsorliberty.com, uh, liarsorliberty.com. And come, it's next week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we're giving tours uh, of it. I'll be there. The boys will be there. Everybody from the, um, from the Blaze and Mercury will be there. Uh, David Barton will be there giving tours. And we invite you to see this. It's all in um, salute to the new book that comes out August 2nd next week. Uh, It'll be available in bookstores, but it's available right now. Liars. How do progressives get away with it? What is the truth and what are the lies that they're they're, um, using to get us to buy in to their agenda? Liars. Uh, Available in bookstores everywhere next week. You can order it online right now. Check it out at Amazon.com or any any place where books are sold. Liars. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Program. So I want to I want to reset and make sure you understand. I am talking to you uh, about last night's convention, but in two ways. First of all, I'm covering right now what I witnessed if I were just somebody who wasn't following uh, politics. If I'm watching as the average American, undecided voter, undecided voter that is not really even plugged in yet. Okay, doesn't know what's going on, and I'm watching. And I'm, I'm just letting it wash over me. And I'm kind of multitasking. I'm just kind of paying attention. My theory is the average person doesn't pay attention to the politician anymore. They want to hear the person who is more like them. 
the person on the street. Well, that's hard to do, to get these people to speak who have never spoken before and to find sympathetic figures is really difficult. One of the first videos they, they ran was of a, an illegal alien, but she was 11 years old. And she was sitting in a crowd with Hillary Clinton at this little school, and um, they're talking, and she starts to cry, as this all in a video. She starts to cry, and she says, I'm just afraid my mom and dad are going to be taken away from me in the middle of the night. And Hillary says, come here. And she comes and she stands next to her and Hillary holds her and turns her right to her and said, I don't want you to worry about that anymore. I'm going to worry about that for you. You don't worry about that. Your mom and dad are great and I'm going to work hard to make sure that nobody ever comes for you or your family. It, it, honestly, everyone in the video and the crowd crying And it made me, you know how I feel about Hillary Clinton, it made me look at her and go, wow, she's kind of a nice person. (laughs) No, she's not. (laughs) No, she's not. Okay? Um, I just talked to a big Democrat yesterday who said, I have been in the room with her many times, and she, she is the hardest woman I have ever met. This is a supporter. Okay? So... She becomes a sympathetic figure, and this 11-year-old comes out and talks about, you know, I'm an American. Now, I disagree with everything that just happened on stage, but my heart is moved. That's how progressives do it when they do it well. Progressives on the right appeal to your head and your anger, your fear and your anger, Progressives on the, on the left um, play into your fear with compassion and say, come here, I will solve it. We say, get away, get away from those people. You got to be careful about those people. They say, come here. And they did it like nobody's business. Let me give you a quote now. Gildebrand, anybody agree with her? Never. No. She follows this little 11-year-old girl. And uh, these are the things uh, I I, I write last night. Um, It's all about taking care of you, and it's all emotional. Now, Gildebrand, paid medical leaves, all all families. We uh, must love one another. Um, This is who we are as a people and a nation. The GOP is angry, enemies, trouble. But they were focusing on, the words were, invest in one another. Invest in our future. Invest in um, and share with one another. Take care of one another. Take care of those who need it the most. The quote, Trump is all about how can I help myself. We should stop looking for somebody who has never done anything for anyone other than himself. And start looking for the person who cares and will share. They did a very effective video on the words that Donald Trump says. uh, You know, Donald in his own words. And then they started talking about, and I think it was Michelle Obama that did a really effective job on, we're role models and our kids are watching television. Who do you want to be the person on television for the next four years telling your children how to behave? 
giving the example of how your children should behave, extraordinarily effective. If you're watching it as a mom, if you're watching it as somebody who either agrees with the progressive nonsense or just doesn't understand what the truth is and what's going on, then the, I thought the most effective point in the night where I, I posted this last night, and I'm sure I haven't even read it because I know what they're going to say. Uh, I'm sure the Trump people are going to hate me for it, but gang, this is your stew. You better figure out how to deal with this because this is what's coming. And I watched it last night and I thought, if I didn't know the truth about who these people are who are delivering this message progressives, if I didn't know who they were, I would be a Democrat for life based on this. They played um, a, a video, Donald Trump in his own words, and it was Donald Trump making fun of the reporter, the handicapped reporter. And they played it twice where he was like, and I, I was freaking out, and he was doing that, Okay. They actually, I think, played it three times in this video. And then his defense, and then all the people on the right and the left who are like, we've got to be better than this. We've got to be better than this. This is, this is outrageous. Um, and then Donald Trump, again, it leaves with Donald Trump going, Dan, I don't know what I'm doing. And it just says, we're better than this. Just that was bad enough. Because that's exactly what I was thinking the whole time. We are better than this. We're better than this. Then the camera pulls out from the screen and you see a young girl. I don't know how old she is, maybe in her 20s, uh, maybe a teenager in a wheelchair. She has some sort of cerebral palsy and she speaks like Donald Trump was just mocking. And she's highly intelligent. She has such a great spirit. Now, you would think that the Republicans, I mean, sorry, the Democrats would do what I expected them to do on a night of a thousand victims. And everybody's a victim. And everybody is, oh, poor me. Again, for the second time in the night, the first time was Trump University. I don't mind people making a lot of money. But this guy only cares about himself. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to be that guy. But he only cares about himself and he doesn't mind if he destroys people like me. Deadly. Because that's basic fairness that we all agree on. This girl comes out and she says so eloquently, so beautifully. But again, speaking like Donald Trump was just mocking. I don't know. She says... I feel sorry for him. I can't imagine anyone living with that much hatred in their heart. Holy cow. And then she says, he doesn't speak for me because he doesn't know me. He doesn't even see me. We have to start seeing each other and seeing what's in each other. And our abilities might be different. Devastating. Now, I am a father of a daughter with cerebral palsy who has done remarkable things. So I'm a little more sensitive to this, but I don't think so. If I watch this as a typical mom 
And again, especially with a typical mom who doesn't understand the progressive history of eugenics and also what Obamacare is doing to people who have disabilities, I wouldn't have voted for anybody else. Because, I, in fact, I couldn't, it wouldn't have been about Donald Trump at that point. It would have been about every single Republican. You people are disgusting. You're standing with that? You're cheering for that? You're fighting for that? Devastating and deadly. Do you think, because, um, again, you're talking as a person watching this. That I'm not talking about politics. Uh, I, have another, I have a whole other review of this right. from the perspective of us. I watched it as two ways. One, us. What did we get out of it? And I can, I, I've, got, I've got four pages of stuff where they're lying. This is, this is their, when the politicians spoke, it all fell apart. Right. And, it all and fell apart. Notice, obviously, you haven't mentioned any policy problem or lie. That's all coming later. That's all coming later. So you're starting it here, which but I think I'm, is the right thing What I'm saying do. is... I think that the average person, remember, this is for the average person. This isn't for us. Right. Because if you they know, want to get the average person. Right, this, this is, is what they do best. Yes. Emotion. Yes. They do feelings. And we reject it. Yeah. We reject it. We say we don't need Hollywood. We don't need movies. We don't need television. We don't need art. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And this is why. Because you must capture the heart it doesn't matter. What's so astonishing about this is if you listen to what the people were saying, they were saying, I wanted to be rich. I wanted to be rich. The other girl, I don't want, I, I, I can't imagine what it's like to have that much hate in their heart. Can't we just all get together? But then you listen to the other speeches and from the politicians and they were like, divide, divide, divide. He's rich. He's white. He's this. He's that. It was all division. The politicians were dividing. But you're not hearing their words because your heart has been moved so much. It's deadly. It's a deadly combination. So my question is, because yeah. I, I had uh, no responsibility to watch any of this last yes. night, as yes. my selection in the draft was yes. for Thursday night. Yes. However... Uh, I did sit down on my couch doing some work last <laughs> night, and, and, and my Left wife had turned it on. Um, so, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll watch it and, and pay attention. So my vision of it walking into there was I saw, you know, some of Michelle Obama, some of Elizabeth Warren, some of Bernie Sanders. So I'm, I'm there only in primetime. And m- most of that, the network, I can't remember which network I was actually watching, but the network was switching away in between the speeches. CNN, go to the network that they're watching. CNN definitely wasn't watching Fox CNN carried it all they did yep every time remember we said Fox why are you turning away from the Benghazi stuff what are you doing CNN didn't do that CNN carried it all I didn't turn it from CNN I saw the whole thing Mm. and they would talk over and at times they would go to the panel but it wasn't all about the panel my question was, is it, 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 do you think these videos reached enough people to make the impact you're talking about? Well, it depends. Uh, uh, Hoping not. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if, if you're voting for the Republicans, you hope to hell not. But, uh, you know, in, a t- in today's world where everything is viral, if those things go viral, deadly. 
And this isn't the only time. If you think this is, this is, they're just laying the groundwork. They're just laying the groundwork. This is what the campaign will be. And if they follow just what they did, not the speeches, the speeches were deadly because they were diametrically opposed to the American spirit. However, they were packaged in smiles and frivolity and and love and peace and harmony and unity. They're talking about how we're all together and the Democrat and the Republicans are all divided while people are shouting down Elizabeth Warren. I mean, they are more divided than we are, much more divided than we are. They're just not letting it play out on the public stage. It's playing out on the floor and it's playing out much worse on the streets but they're not allowing it to play out on the stage. Now, some would say that's Donald Trump, uh, that's Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz could have gone up and said exactly what he did, and if everybody would have done what Newt Gingrich did, and like, yeah, if Donald Trump wouldn't have seated the audience, because that's what he did. He seated the audience to start booing and start chanting, and that's, that's documented. He... He shot himself in the foot. If everybody just would have left it alone, it would have been fine. Gingrich, because Gingrich came out and said, look, yeah, I mean, vote your conscience. Yes. Absolutely. And the only person who could possibly be supporting the Constitution right. is Donald Trump. And I want you to know that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, especially Elizabeth Warren, a superstar of the left, she was taken apart by the crowd last night. And they will forever remain. She may have ended her career last night. Think about your safety. Think about the things in your home. Keeping them safe is priceless. This message from Simply Safe. But you don't have to pay $40, $50, or $60 every single month for for years to get the home security system that your family needs. Simply Safe is home security that gives you the protection you need at a fraction of the cost. $14.99 a month for the monitoring. How much money is that going to save you? $30, $40, $50 every single month? Plus, there's no contract. So let's say you don't want the security. You're you're going on vacation, and you just want it during the month that you're on vacation. $14.99. You don't want it when you're back home. You feel safe. Cancel. There's no contract. You own the system. You control your own life. Right now, security system um, that we have in my daughter's home is simply safe. I wouldn't put that in my daughter's home if if I didn't think that they were, if I didn't think this was the best. This is the best, most cost-effective way. It's the new way, no wiring. For the protection we trust, go to simplysafebeck.com. Get exclusive 10% discount, simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Mercury. It's, um, you know, it's really interesting because Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren decided to take the opposite attack uh, that uh, Ted Cruz did in some regard. Ted didn't come out and bash 
he just didn't endorse. When Elizabeth Warren started to endorse Hillary Clinton last night, the crowd went wild and they were chanting, we trusted you, we trusted you, we trusted you. We'll see which, which avenue leads to a future. But I think trust is at such a high value now, you can't live without it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Hello, America. Next week, my new book, Liars, How Progressives Exploit Our Fears for Power and Control. It comes out Tuesday. This is a really important expose of not only who the progressives are, but how they work, why they have been doing the things that they're doing, and why we keep falling for it. Today, we begin our four-part series on progressives and their agenda Today we explore how the roots of progressivism were planted in this country. Facts nobody has taken the time to share with you until right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Chicago Coliseum, July 9th, 1896. Moses ascended the mountaintop. Mount Sinai was the podium rising above the Sea of Delegates. Two stone tablets decreed that the U.S. government's monetary supply be backed with reserves of silver instead of gold, along with a zealous commitment to heal the wounds that America's 1% had inflicted on everyone else. Greedy idolaters had worshipped capitalism's golden calf for far too long. That's why God, in his infinite mercy and wisdom, had finally sent America a prophet. 36 years old, His name, William Jennings Bryan. The seething mass of humanity inside Chicago's enormous brand-new Coliseum looked up to Bryan, the Democratic Party's nomination for President of the United States, whose imposing height, massive head, and piercing brown eyes made him a striking figure. As Bryan held forth the Democratic's proposed national platform, they shouted and cheered frantically waving red bandanas in a sign of solidarity with the global workers' movement that had been sweeping Europe for decades. For the first time at this convention, the delegates saw a man of presidential timber on the stage above them. And for the first time in generations, they actually saw a savior. The sweltering Chicago heat and the stench of thousands of sweating bodies inside the convention hall threatened to overcome him. But Brian steadied himself for this moment atop Sinai. His knuckles turned white as he grabbed the sides of the lectern. He had never lacked for confidence. So now that thousands of eyes among the party faithful were upon him, now that reporters were furiously scribbling his every word in their notebooks, 
Now that the moment he had been waiting for, his whole life was upon him. William Jennings Bryan knew he would not falter. Bryan had arrived in Chicago uncertain of his chances of becoming his party's presidential nominee. But as his speech progressed, he became convinced that victory was his. A new monetary policy based on the coinage of silver, free silver, had proven to be an even more enticing message than he'd expected. The new supply of money would relieve crippling debts for the farmers and other impoverished voters Brian sought to mobilize. As he neared the climax of his remarks, he mustered every last ounce of energy he could and unleashed some of the most famous lines in American political rhetoric. If they dare come out in the open field, he thundered, and defend the gold standard as a good thing, we shall fight them to the uttermost, having behind us the producing masses of the nation and the world, and having behind us the commercial interests and the laboring interests and the toiling masses. Brian paused, raised his hands above his head, and continued, We shall answer their demands for a gold standard by saying to them, You shall not press down upon the brow of labor this crown of thorns. He brought his hands down around his head, as if he were placing an imaginary crown on top. Then he stretched out his arms to the sides, palms towards the delegates, and took a deep breath and bellowed, You shall not crucify mankind upon the cross of gold. Moses had now morphed into Jesus, and the multitude assembled thought that they were witnessing the second coming. Their shouts thundered through the Colosseum, shaking its steel girders and echoing down city blocks in every direction. Bedlam broke loose, exclaimed a stunned Washington Post correspondent. Delirium reigned supreme. In the spoken word of the orator, thousands of great men had heard the unexpressed sentiments and hopes of their own innermost souls, end quote. With that speech in 1896, the era of progressivism and the progressives featuring the biggest liars in American history had begun. Many experts have written about progressivism, and I've talked about it on the air for more than a decade now. So I'm guessing that you're already a little bit familiar with its frightening and demonstrable outcomes. The insatiable thirst for control and the betterment of others, the determination to build a massive, all-controlling welfare state that holds the rest of us hostage to its preferences and its whims, and the flirtation with totalitarianism masked by the guise of political correctness. Progressives regularly espouse ideas and support causes that openly involve the loss of free will, murder or mutilation of their fellow human beings, always in the name of a better world for all. When their policies are actually implemented, they unfailingly achieve the opposite of their promised results. And yet, despite this, no amount of empirical data seems to dissuade progressives and their acolytes from embracing their flawed policies the next time around, even when they can easily be shown to be disastrous. Given these failures time and time again, it's only right to wonder, how is it that progressive leaders and voters continue to cling to policies and programs that just simply never work? Are progressive leaders such masters of lying and deception that their followers can easily be fooled, even in the face of undeniable evidence? Or 
Is it rather that the followers of progressivism are so eager to be lied to that they willfully ignore the facts and reason? We search for this answer and find it in the book Liars. And the answer is really both. Our answers among all creatures that have ever existed are endowed by their creator with something unique in the animal kingdom, something that sets us apart from every other living organism. As we discussed this difference, as it was encapsulated by the anthropologist Ernest Becker in his book, The Denial of Death, as historian Justin Wheeler explains. Primary premise here is that human beings are the only creature that is both aware of and um, conscious of its own, our own permanent demise, that death is going to reach all of us. It's unavoidable. So we have this dichotomy in man. We want to live. We have the same instincts of other animals. We want to, to live and progress. But ultimately, we are going to fail in that mission. We know, as other creatures do not, that we're going to die. That fear of death helps us to survive as individuals and ultimately as a species. And that's what makes progressivism so, so powerful in people's lives is, you know, you have this fear dynamic. So there's this unconscious, never-ending fear that something is going to get us. And we, we inherited that through evolutionary biology. We share it with all mammals. If you look at a herd of deer out in the field, they are constantly on the lookout for something that's going to come get them. They flip their tails, they eat a little bit, and they look up and they look around. Unconsciously, human beings do that all the time. We are in a constant state of fear. But what keeps us going forward or progressing? Other psychologists have gone further than Becker and actually refer to it as terror management theory. Interesting. Uh, the Worm at the Core is a book that talks about that. Um, and it literally is that we unconsciously were in this constant state of fear. And so what hum the human brain had to develop over time to counteract that was what we refer to as the quintessential human emotion. And that is hope. Hope is the counteragent to the fear that it's constantly there eating away at us. And hope is what gives us the strength to go on, even though consciously we are aware that any given day, we are going to die. Hope is what enables inherently irrational action against all impossible odds, fighting each battle while knowing that the war will eventually be lost. Dr. Jerome Groupman, a Harvard Medical School professor who has spent years studying the science of hope, discovered that the brain releases chemicals that cause a hopeful sensation after a traumatizing experience. Hope helps us overcome hurdles that we otherwise couldn't scale. He wrote, and it moves us forward to a place where healing can occur, end quote. These chemicals create an effect almost identical to that of morphine, a calming, peaceful sensation. Hope and change, anyone? Fear and hope, the two things that make humans unique, the two things that the progressive movement has tapped into for centuries now. Wheeler gives a modern example of how big government progressives play off this fear by enlisting hope, fear and hope, feelings that are not always rational. So take something like uh, the war on poverty. No matter what facts and figures you present in front of them, say, look, the war on poverty has created more impoverished people no matter how much money you spend on it, all it does is make people addicted to the program itself. It doesn't actually solve the problem. What they want is something that makes them feel good, not right. something that actually does good. Yeah. And that's the significant difference between, um, you know, I think what you're talking about, this, this illogical thing. Ayn Rand referred to this in Atlas Shrugged as the blink out. 
Like somehow, liberals are able to shut off the rational part of their mind and not incorporate it into their decision making. And Becker's premise was basically that the fear of of all these things, the thing that might destroy us, the thing that might kill us, the thing that prevents us from living on forever and having a heroic image, the fear of that is so great that we are capable of shutting off our rational mind. Author Bob Hamp, who wrote the book Think Differently, Live Differently, discusses the importance of emotional health in the realm of the two ideas that have been competing in America since its inception. One of the core issues of emotional health is independence freedom and responsibility. And in, in family theory, you know, family psychology, the idea is that people are all, everyone's supposed to move from dependence to independence. The process of individuation is central to emotional maturity and emotional health. And so at, at every family, in, in every family system, you've got two problems on the table at any given time. One of them is what are we dealing with now? Is there a family crisis? Is there a circumstance? Are we trying to move from one house to another? And in the midst of that, are we creating dependence in our family? Are we creating independence in our family? Emotional health is based around independence or an internal locus of control. Independence, dependence, and control. The root of the conflict between a free people and progressives who claim they know better for mankind. In the next episode... A look at the thinkers from the last several hundred years who set the stage for where we are today. Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, the new book, Liars, which this series is based on, uh, and you're going to be seeing uh, some of these interviews in full and full episodes, uh, I think next week and probably a little bit this week too, on television. Uh, this is this is one of those books that I have wanted to write for a long time about, you know, there's some good chapters on Woodrow Wilson, um, but uh, wanted to write for, for a, yeah, I wanted to write for a long time, but I didn't want it to be just a history book of this is what they were because, you know, you can get that. Um, this tells the story that I have not found elsewhere, and it also tries to explain what this was doing here. Why does this work? Yeah, and it, it it also shares information that, as much as we've talked about progressives, is still fresh and new. Yeah, you didn't. And there's a lot of stuff in there I did not know. Yeah. Had no idea. And the stories are phenomenal. Yeah. It's, the stories, I don't think anybody knows the stories. Yeah, th- this is really great. This is one of the better, better books we have written. It's, it's kind of a combination between, uh, you know, I... Uh, a, a an act, actual uh, book of knowledge, but also it's got it's got the entertainment elements, the, the asides that a book like uh, Arguing with Idiots had. Yeah, where we told a lot of stories on the side, and there's a lot of side stories in this that you just have never heard. Yeah, it's um, it's it's really a it's really a great book. But if you listen to what that just said. What did this? What did we just learn from this episode of the serial? Hope and fear. Yeah, this is what the Democrats did last night. We and it, I just and what talked the Republicans about it. did last week. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't focus on hope. They did they, fear. They did fear. Yeah. So everybody has that fear. The Democrats last night focused on hope, and it's again. It's said right there, and it's in the book Liars. It explains this psychologically that you can shut off that thinking part of your brain to grab onto hope. Yeah, and their hope is in the state, of course. Yes. Uh, which is wrong, but they, they don't say that. Okay, let me give you some hope and fear here. First, let me start with the fear. 
Um, we are headed for a massive uh, uh, bubble meltdown. Um, the auto industry, we have oh, had no. zero interest rates uh, for six and seven years now. And now the buying bubble is over. Uh, retail, Fortune magazine reported over $42 billion in loans are due next year. And more than 15% of those loans are headed for default. Uh, housing, it's uh, 25% of new home buyers are receiving assistance for their down payment. Here's the big one. Student loans. The Department of Education, did you even know this? Student loans, the Department of Education in 2012 decided to directly lend to the students via the Department of Education for the profit of the government. And the profit that the government was going to use the profit from all of these loans to help with the Obamacare deficit. <laughs> oh the my problem God. is 10% or more of the loans are now in default. So now the Department of Education, it's got to be a lot more. The Department of Education is in trouble and Obamacare is in trouble. This is the way they do it. Now, let me give you the hope. Gold. Gold. What was, what was we just heard? Free silver. That was because this turned out to be a massive debacle. They said, let's go, let's go off the gold standard. Let's go on the silver standard. This was in the eight, late 1800s. Yeah, 18, 1800s, 1890s. 1890s. And, um, and William Jennings Bryant, the first real progressive, brought this to the forefront. Everybody kind of went down this uh, road, and it was a massive failure and caused massive banking collapse. And we had to go right back on the gold standard. Had to go right back to the gold standard. It was absolutely awful. They say this is what the Wizard of Oz is. They, they follow the yellow brick road. Those are bricks of gold. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, and the ruby slippers were originally silver slippers. Click your heels and wish, and it's all going to be f- uh, fine. That's what the Wizard of Oz, they say, was about. Was that progressive idea in the 1890s. Gold. It is the standard America and the world will always go back to. And please, please learn from history. Call Goldline now. The number is 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Program. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, I, I talked a little bit about the convention last night. If I watched it as somebody who was uninformed and hadn't made a decision, what I was feeling, really important, the feelings, that's where they, that's where they get you, the progressives, they go right for your heart. Um, uh, but now I want to talk to you when we come back uh, after the bottom of the hour, uh, the, uh, what the words, what, what was really happening there, what they really were saying. Full-fledged Marxism all night long. Because uh, you know I, I, what you did last hour was interesting and important, but I'm I'm waiting for 
this next hammer. Oh, the hammer. That's what I want. <laughs> the hammer <laughs> is coming. <laughs> because uh, there's, there was plenty to pick through there. Oh, yeah. Uh, we should also point out tomorrow night uh, is the live signing of your book, Liars. Oh, um, so, those are fun. Yeah, you, uh, you've done them before, right, Jeff? I have. Yeah, those are great. I mean, you, I guess, you, ask, you, you take the questions from the audience. We, right? have, we have a live feed going on. Plus, they've already asked uh, online uh, at uh, glenbeck.com slash liars. Uh, if you have questions to ask, we'll take them uh, from the audience as well. So it'll be a lot of fun. And the three of us are hosting it, right? Yeah, because obviously before oh, when they gave it to just Jeffy, up. they were like, really? Yeah. Wow, Jeffy can't read. And so they, yeah. they decided to get us in there. Oh, that's cool. Can read. Yeah, because I guess a lot of the questions last time had to do with spoons. And that, yeah. that, that <laughs> didn't really work out that well. So Pat uh-huh. and I will be there as well uh-huh. to Every talk about question. it. So it's uh, questions about the book, and you'll be signing the books as well. Yeah, and questions about anything. You can yeah. just, you know, preferably to, let's talk about the book, but I'll, I'll take any kind of questions. And, and this is the only way really now we can do these uh, live signings because of security. It's gotten so ridiculous uh, to go out. Uh, and so we, we sign this way, but it's a way for you to actually have a conversation uh, and not have that two-second conversation that we usually have. I miss those, but... Uh, this is the best way we can do it now. So. Odd choice, though, considering you're concerned about security yet in the same room as Jeffy. It doesn't seem those things. Are you threatening Donald together. Trump? Is that what you're doing oh right there? Wow! Oh my gosh, did you hear that? I heard that. I heard that. that. Was, oh, I, oh, that's going to be all over the news. Wow! Jeffy was threatening. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's going to write that one up right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back in just a second with. Uh, oh, I guess we should start with uh, Elizabeth Warren and then. And then a little Cory Booker, ooh, and then, and then Michelle Obama. It's stunning. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. All right. I want to talk to you a little bit about the convention last night. And there were two ways to look at this last night. And I am, I am sorry, but if you don't want my opinion on things, why are you listening? Well, you pay us actually to be here, so... Yeah, I know, not you guys. Oh, okay. um, but, I mean, that? I don't understand why... I don't understand why people are reading my Facebook if they, if they just disagree with everything I say and they tell me to shut up. Why are you reading it? But I mean, no. it's, I mean, okay. it's, it's okay to hear something that doesn't that agree, agree with you. With you. Sure. And by the way, what you said earlier today should not be controversial at all. What you're saying is people don't pay attention. They walk into these things. They take them at face value. The undecided voter does this often. Yeah, you're not you're saying trying that's to decipher. How you felt that's not how you it. felt about it. Right. It's it's how do they, how does an undecided voter that hasn't been paying attention to politics how do they read this? And if you don't, as a party and as people who care to move our our movement of the Constitution forward, if you don't care to learn from our mistakes and and their mistakes and the things that they do right then we're never going to learn. If you don't understand that last night the, the Democrats, the progressives, um, made fear about Donald Trump, 
They made him the target, not ISIS, not anybody else. Didn't say a word about ISIS. No, Donald Trump and the GOP. Be afraid of them. But their solution was hope. Now, that leads me in. That's what you got if you were just an average viewer. This undecided, you're not really paying attention. But if you're really paying attention, my theory is you're not really listening to the politicians when they get into policies. Because all of their policies were Marxist. And yeah, and just one more point on that. Uh, Just to show you how many things Democrats do right. The Democrat Party now, at least the the leadership of the Democrat Party, they're all Marxists and communists. It's essentially the Communist Party now. Yet... They have successfully painted the Republicans as the extremists. Yes. Oh, that's a party that Reagan couldn't even be a part of today. He wouldn't even be nominated. John Kennedy couldn't. JFK couldn't no, be couldn't, elected. No, JFK in couldn't. The Democrat not, Party. No way. And it was, no way. It's interesting to say that because they always say Stalin how far. Could. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> they always say how far the Republicans have moved to the right. Yet they go on stage, and Bernie Sanders has done this multiple times, and brag about how the platform is the most progressive platform right. in the history in the of history, the United yes. States of America. It's unbelievable. They are but that's bragging how good about they are. it. That's how good they are at doing this. Well, because they know who they are. Yeah. We are only about winning. They are about actually moving those principles. They, they will... They're about that ideology. They're about the principles of their ideology. That's it. And they want to move those principles down the road and they will then do anything they have to we're just about anything to win forget principles what will it take to win well it'll take principles to win and in the absence of the constitutional principles it will take progressive principles to win last night i want to start i guess with with michelle obama this was the most amazing speech i've ever seen michelle obama give Uh, For a couple of reasons. One, she looked younger than she did when she came into office. You could see the weight of the office coming off of her. She was just lighter, not so heavy. She chastened... Stop stop it. You did not mean in in weight. You meant in... in, Yeah, stop it. Of course you did. Of course you did. I didn't do anything. she, she she, She didn't have the weight of the world on her. And she said things... Now, remember... This is the woman in 2008 who said on that stage, this is the first time that I was proud of my country. Yeah. Now, Anderson Cooper immediately sweeped up after the speech and said, well, what she meant by that was um, this is the, she's never been more proud of her country. No, that's not what she said. No. And she said, I've never been. Uh, uh, this is the first time I've been proud of my country. And she believes that. Listen to what she said last night about don't let anybody tell you that you have to make America great again. Don't let anyone ever tell you that this country isn't great. That somehow we need to make it great again. Because this right now is the greatest country on earth. You would think that she is saying, wait wait a minute, she's what she what did she just say? This right now now correct is the greatest country on earth mm. so we've fixed the problems and we're on the right track and we are now because of my husband the greatest country on the face of the earth right 
Because and, Democrats are just, their platform for so long has been clearly stating America's greatness. Yes. They're so focused on it. Yes. And now they're so upset that Republicans would say bad things about this country. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, she was, I thought she was remarkable last night. If you're watching her as an av- average viewer, if you're watching her as somebody who knows these guys and know where they came from and, and know what they actually believe and sitting in Jeremiah Wright and knowing what he stands for. She didn't believe any of this stuff um, the way we interpret it. She meant right now. We're interpreting this. This is a great country. Yeah, no, okay? That's not what, she's, not what she's saying. Um, she, um, uh, she made a very effective case on, uh, you know, how the president behaves. And the president, the president will teach people how to behave and teach your children and while I agree with that, because I've had to explain how this president is not listening to people, to my children, she was saying he's going to teach you how to be a bully. Uh, you have to be very, very careful. She came out with a full-throated endorsement of Hillary Clinton. That was a great speech from a woman I can't take. Uh, and, but she said everything she was supposed to say, and she said it full-throated. And her arms look great. Right. Now. She has incredible arms. Oh, my gosh. Now, Cory Booker should probably read Frederick Douglass. He should probably read Up From Slavery and Booker T. uh, Washington. Uh, Cory Booker was, I, I couldn't take another line of lies about the Constitution and the Founding Fathers. Um, it, it's very clear that we are in a new America and America 2.0. We are in the era of the founding fathers now of America 2.0. Um, it, it would be just like Mount Rushmore where you had George Washington and then you had Theodore Roosevelt, which was just a few years ago uh, at the time Mount Rushmore was made. You would have to put Woodrow Wilson and FDR up on the new Mount Rushmore, but you would then include Barack Obama uh, and maybe Lyndon Baines Johnson uh, or Hillary Clinton. But a new Mount Rushmore could be made for America 2.0. And it was very, very clear because uh, of what Cory Booker was saying, what some of the other speakers were saying. This was all about the government uh, and its responsibility to help absolutely everyone and pay for absolutely everything, control everything in your life to make sure you're safe. Um, what was very interesting to me last night was um, Elizabeth Warren's speech because they began to shout uh, at Elizabeth Warren, we trusted you. She began to endorse Hillary Clinton. And everyone knew she was going to, and everyone knew that Bernie Sanders was going to. The Bernie Sanders people wept when he spoke. It was phenomenal. About a four and a half to five minute standing ovation. He couldn't stop. He couldn't start talking for for four or five minutes. Um, and uh, when Elizabeth Warren took the stage, they started shouting at her, "Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs," Jeez. basically saying, "You sold out to Goldman Sachs." You sold out. Because she supports Hillary. Because she's now making the case for Hillary Clinton. Wow. And they know she doesn't believe it. 
And as she went on, they started chanting, we trusted you, we trusted you. This, th- there is a battle of honor and credibility that is going on. Which one is the right path? I think I know. I know the path I'm going to take. I'm not going to sell out my principles to be popular. I'm not going to sell out my principles to prop up a corrupt system. However, the Democrats decided to do that. Now, it's interesting to me that all of the people cheering uh, in the media uh, for Bernie Sanders uh, and for uh, Elizabeth Warren bringing the party together were the ones uh, that were making a... um, uh, uh, were also uh, cheering last week for Ted Cruz. Well, wait a minute. Which one is it? And the opposite way around, too. Mm-hmm. Those who said, you know, good things about Ted Cruz are now very disappointed, uh, you know, or, or vice versa. They, they really did not like what uh, Ted Cruz did, but now they're very, very disappointed that they didn't sell their souls it's to Almost Hillary. like it's whatever benefits you at that moment, yes. which is exactly right. what we talk about all the time yes. and what Ted Cruz yes. you know, stood up against. And who knows which one is going to be more popular uh, down the road. Um, but the, the interesting thing here to remember is, first of all, it is full-fledged, full-on Marxism. It, it is not a version. This is not your grandparents' DNC. Oh. This is not even your parents' DNC. Um, this isn't the one I grew up with. It's not the Bill Clinton. No, this DNC. is not the Bill Clinton DNC. This is Barack Obama. This is a Marxist, yeah. leftist, Bill Ayers, code pink, glad DNC. That's all this is. And that's all they have left. And tonight should be very, very interesting because tonight they have all the victims in the Black Lives Matter and they could throw this thing away tonight. I thought they did a great job, except for the politicians and the actual policies. But they could be so out of touch with the American people tonight that it, could, it just could blow up in their face. I think they've overplayed their hand. Last night, they didn't. Last night was all about appeasing the Marxists. They reached out and let the Marxist speak where the RNC did not let the constitutionalists speak. I mean... They let these guys speak. They let Cruz speak. Right. But they did not... Um, but they did... Well, this was a whole night of this. It was. It was sort of the... Uh, they right. kind of described it as the anti-Clinton night, or the Clinton yes. skeptic night. Yes. It was people like Elizabeth yes. Warren, the last female senator yes. to endorse. The did, Bernie did, Sanders, obviously, the opponent... Uh, and Bernie, several others. Did Bernie just say he stands with her, or did he endorse her completely? Did he? Was it a full frontal endorsement? I don't remember. It was not. I think I, it did not to me endorse Hillary. Strike me no. as passionate. What 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 he did, and because I saw the Bernie speech, even though it was not my duty to do so, because um, I drafted night four. Um, but the Bernie speech was: he came out and said, uh, "We had our disagreements. We came together." on the platform yeah and then he described the platform for 30 minutes and all the things that are in the platform not saying hillary clinton's great and at the end he said you know what else Uh, hillary clinton's great with children good night everybody like it was like it was at the very end he kind of said she's good and and i trust her and let's vote for her but it was not like 
You don't understand. We must vote for her. She will move these things in the right direction. No. I promise you, she no. will be a progressive warrior. No. None of that. No, and he was more about moving the progressive movement forward. So in other words, if Donald Trump um, would have been moving constitutionalism forward, Ted probably would have done what he did, what Bernie Sanders did. I don't necessarily like him. I don't agree with him. But we've got to move constitutionalism forward. Right. Um, Bernie was basically saying, we're moving progress. This is the most progressive agenda in the history of America. Well, so it's not what I would do. Hillary's fine. We're moving in that direction. Hillary's fine with that. Ted Cruz knew Donald Trump is not fine with the constitutional agenda. Now this, what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. Thanks to some malware that has been placed on Casino's payment card system, customer data has now been exposed, and Casino officials discovered the breach after several customers reported their cards were being used fraudulently. This can happen to you at Casino. This can happen to you at a grocery store, gas station, anywhere. Thieves use your identification to... Uh, pretend they're you, and they can buy things on your credit. They can liquidate your bank account. They can even get your retirement funds. This is why I have LifeLock, and so should you. Pat has it, and we both had our butt pulled out of the fire several times um, because they will detect if your information is being used. They'll send you an alert, and then if you say, no, that's not me, then they have a free cr- uh, the, uh, the uh, free um, U.S.-based agents that work to fix it to make sure that comes off of your record. It's very different than free credit monitoring. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the best in the business. Memberships start at $9.99 plus sales tax. Go to LifeLock.com or call 800-440-4936. It's LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK at 10% off at 800-440-4936. 1-800-440-4936. Throughout history, progressives have been murderers, terrorists, torturers, and slavers. In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck helps you understand the why and how behind the progressive movement. Liars, available August 2nd. Pre-order now at glennbeck.com slash liars. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the uh, program. Uh, glad you're here. Um, uh, a couple of things before we, before we move on to uh, next hour where I have a, a couple of uh, solutions for you uh, directionally um, and a couple of ideas that came to me this morning as I was getting ready for the show. But first, let's, let's just mention the priest that was killed by ISIS supporters as they kidnapped nuns and a priest in Normandy, France, and then beheaded the priest. Uh, Also, in Japan, a guy walked into a uh, a mental hospital for for handicapped people and then started um, started to kill them and with a knife and... uh, He's killed 15 people so far. 50 have been injured. It's horrendous. The world is teetering on the edge of insanity. And uh, 
and our prayers and thoughts are with all those in harm's way. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Donald Trump yesterday dismissed uh, as a joke the claims by Hillary Clinton's campaign that uh, the Russians hacked into the DNC servers to help him. Tomorrow on the TV show, we've spent a couple of days working on this. Tomorrow on the TV show, we're going to give you the evidence uh, that that's exactly what happened. Uh, And it's more concerning than what the DNC said. And this is beyond politics. Every American needs to understand why the Russians are hacking in, what they're doing. They're not trying to get anybody elected or trying to force anybody else. They are trying to cause chaos and the collapse of our system. And we have the evidence of it. A story that you want to see on tomorrow's broadcast. We'll have some of it on radio tomorrow. And I'll lay it all out. Uh, in charts and graphs and uh, connections, the old chalkboard style, on TV tomorrow. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about the message that came out of the Republicans last week and the message that is trying to come out of the Democratic convention last week. It's not the one that the media is talking about, but the one that everybody desperately wants, and that is the message of unity. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Where does unity come from? How do you unify on something? You can only unify when you are, uh, when you are, when you have a tent pole to unify around, when you have, um, uh, principles or an idea or something that brings a group of people together. The progressives have done this. Um, the Democrats unified around the progressive Marxist ideas, and they brought people from Bill Ayers to Glad to Code Pink to a Color of Change uh, to you know anti-Israel groups. Uh, they brought they brought everybody in. Black Lives Matter, and then they brought the politicians in, and they said, "Look, here's the deal: we're going to win if we all stand together. We're going to win." Now I contend, and you're seeing it now, that when they do win, they start to eat each other uh, because they don't agree on an awful lot. They just want to win and get power, and I think they all think that once we get power, we'll knock the other guys off. Uh, It is, quite honestly, um, what is happening with the Republicans in some way. They have, they're not as broad as the Democrats were. And I'm not saying that any of this is good, by the way, with the Democrats. Um, 
They're not as broad as the Democrats were, but they are saying, you know, look, we'll uh, we'll stand with uh, each other. And I think both sides are saying, well, we're we're going to knock him off or we're going to knock them off. Once we get in, we won't need them. And so they'll eat each other. Real unity was found by our founders, and they had some problems they couldn't unify around. They couldn't unify around anti-slavery because the South wouldn't join them. And without the South, there would be no United States of America. They had to have the South. So they put that difference, a large difference, aside. And they said, what can we unify on? And they came up with a list. But I am wondering if any of this, on any of these things, we unify around anymore. And I, I want you to think of not only you, but I want you to think about what's being taught, what's being said in schools, what's being said in the media, and what's being said by our politicians. What are the principles that our founders um, uh, unified on? All men are created equal. Do we believe that? That they were endowed by their creator with certain rights. Do we believe that? We have to now take a pretty big, uh, pretty big tent pole out that used to unify all of us, and that's God, and now take that tent pole out because we don't necessarily believe in God anymore. That that's not important. So, All men are created equal? No, all men just are. No man is created. They're just born. And we need somebody now, because God didn't create them equal, we need somebody now to give them a fair shake. Government is becoming our God. So we are divided now on a very big principle. And can we get the rest of the principles in order? I don't think so. I think it was God that brought us together because once you have once you have something that all men have access to their own divine revelation and their own divine spirit well then you can't argue about really the rights because no man can take those rights away cuz I can't argue that God's talking to me and not to you the rights freedom of speech do we believe that anymore we don't believe that anymore. The youth, they, they do not, millennials do not believe that anymore. Look at what's happening on college campuses. If you, if you don't have tenure, you're not going to be teaching. And if you have tenure, you can teach any crazy theory that you want. You can say whatever you want. You can shout down whatever you want. But if you're a conservative, if you have views that the that the elites don't agree with, you're not even going to speak. There's no speech for you at all. And I need a safe zone for speech. Once you have a safe zone for speech, once, once you start saying, hey, that speech is hurtful, every speech is hard. Even the speech to say, I love you, is hard. You tell another guy, I love you. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Why should that be uncomfortable? Why? You tell your girlfriend the first time, I love you, it's scary because you don't know what they're going to say when you say back. When they, what are they going to say back to you? It's scary. 
So even the most beautiful speech of I love you is risky and hard and comes with consequences. What do you think? How hard is it to tell somebody the truth, the hard truth, something that you know they're not going to like, but it's true and they have to hear it? The only speech worth protecting is the speech that is hard to say. And anything that is true is hard to say. Do we believe in the practice of religion? Do we believe in the freedom to assemble with whoever we want? Do we believe in the right to petition our, our government and say, we demand some answers? They're not giving answers anymore. They're stonewalling, even the press. Do we believe in the freedom of press anymore? No. We as people don't even believe in the press. And if you haven't gone to one of their gilded Ivy League schools, you just happen to, you know, uh, you know blog, or you're a, you're a citizen reporter, well, you don't have any credibility. You didn't go to our Ivy League schools to learn how to not tell the truth. Free press, right to bear arms, we don't believe in that. Quarter soldiers, I think we all agree on that one still. We shouldn't have soldiers in our house. Secure in our house and papers? No. No searches, seizures without a warrant? I don't think we actually believe that because we violate that every day. A grand jury? Did you have to have a grand jury? Probably agree with that, but it's probably pretty loose. Due process? We have people in Congress now saying the problem with our nation is due process. A speedy jury trial? You have to know what you're accused of. No, we can just put you on any list. That I can face my accuser. No, I can put you on any list. I can't tell you. You can't tell you with a Patriot Act. If they come in and they accuse you of something, they also can tell you and you can't say anything about it. You even tell your attorney. You tell anyone about it. You go to jail. What? Double jeopardy. No cruel and unusual punishment. That there are more rights, and those rights belong to the people. Do we believe any of those things anymore? America 2.0. The vast majority would argue, I give you the best, I can come up with scenarios, and I can get the best minds of today for millennials, and they will argue against those rights. I can come up with scenarios for everything And they will be against those rights if it is in their best interest to push an agenda forward. So we don't have any principles anymore. And that's where the problem is. I want to show you something I figured out today. Because everybody's talking about unity. Well, the Democrats aren't united. The Democrats are more split than the Republicans are. That's saying something. Because all the media is talking about is how the Republicans are split. Look what happened last night. On the floor of this very unified convention, they were, say, they were shouting at Bernie Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren, we trusted you. They didn't want their endorsement. And there are, there are uprisings in the street. Cleveland was safe. And the uprisings, where did the uprisings come from? The uprisings in the street came from the left, as we now know from the Russia WikiLeaks release. They were coordinated by the DNC. 
the streets in Philadelphia are in trouble. They're apart. There is no unity. Because what is it that we unite around? The Democrats are uniting around winning. The DNC is uniting around winning and paying off favors. The progressives, the Bernie Sanders, the Elizabeth Warren, they actually stand for principles, albeit Marxism. Let me show you, what is the problem? Our problem with society is our values and our principles have been corrupted. They've been corrupted in education. They've been corrupted in our culture. They've been corrupted in Washington, D.C. All of our values and our principles that we held true to, that made us who we are, have been corroded and corrupted. So there is the corruption of the ideas, the corruption of the, of the actual history, the corruption of the actual facts, and the corruption of, of the people. There is actual corruption of the soul happening in Washington, D.C., and it's only a reflection of us. It was the first place to really show its signs because the representatives are a reflection of what we put in and what we'll accept and tolerate. So we, we are corrupting our values and our principles. So what did we say when we met in Washington, D.C. Um, so many years ago in 2010? I said that we needed to restore honor. Now, now watch how this works. I said we needed to restore honor. And we needed to look for the values and principles. I said, what are our values and principles? What do we really believe? Who are you? And what are the things that cause you to stand, that you know are eternally true? Those are the things that have been corrupted. So we have corruption of our values and principles. And to enforce that corruption... Because people are figuring it out and people won't go along with the corruption, we invent political correctness. Now, understand what political correctness really is. It's a communist idea, started in communism, and it is the idea that whatever the politicians say, if it's, if it's not correct, you're shipped off to a camp where they re-educate you until you are politically correct, in line with what is popular in politics now. So... Political correctness is a way to silence those who oppose. What did Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders do last night? They became politically correct. They decided to sell out their principles. It's why people were shouting, we trusted you. They sold out their principles because they wanted to be correct with those in political power. They just didn't have to go through the re-education camp. But I can guarantee you somebody sat down with them and talked to them. Look, you want power. You want to play ball. You want to be a part of the system. You you have to fall in line with the rest of us, the system, and become politically correct. So what does that do? The political correctness causes anger in the streets because we know it's a lie. We trusted you. But that anger, because political correctness is only to silence those who you oppose. And first, you tell them to, you ask them to be quiet. And then you have to shout them down. And eventually it ends in shoot. Well, we're now at, with Black Lives Matter, the shoot part of the shout. It's ask, shoot, uh, it's ask, shout, shoot. We're now at the last phase because we're now into anger. And what's happened? 
the corruption led to political correctness to keep a lid on the corruption. And then they had to defy, they had to divide even more and make an enemy out of some. And so they caused anger. They, they in, in, encouraged anger on the streets to shout people down or to shoot them. Call them an enemy. But the anger went the other way because of the corruption and people knew that it was corrupt. And then they had been silenced and not listened to through political correctness. They became angry themselves. So now you have two sides of anger. You have the constructed anger from the system that has been corrupted. And you have the natural anger from people who now see this corrupt system and what it's trying to do. So you now have two forces of anger. It's multiplied. And now we're calling for unity. Impossible. Unless there's a simple way to explain all of this that answers itself. It's all pointing. It's a circle. It's all pointing to the solution. Let me give you that here in just a second. First, this American Financing. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Believe me, falling into debt can happen to the very best of us, especially if you're supporting a growing family or, you know, you're running your own business. Boy, it is tough. If you feel like you're getting further behind, let American Financing consolidate your high interest debt into one manageable monthly payment. Interest rates now are at an all-time low, so it's a great time to refinance and consolidate your debt. Lowering your interest rate can save you as much as $500 to $1,000 every single month. American Financing. Their mortgage consultants are all salary-based. They specialize in solutions, not counting commissions. And if you want to buy a home or refinance to take advantage of the low interest rates, don't wait. Call them now. The number is 866-750-6551. Lower your payments every month. Consolidate now. Go to AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or call them at 866-750-6551. They're waiting for you. America's home for home loans, AmericanFinancing.net. You're listening. You're listening. To the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Sign up for the newsletter and get all the info you need to know at glenbeck.com. We're going to get to the uh, second half of this uh, solution here in just a second. I just want to give you a couple of quotes from some progressives in in honor of the new book, Liars, that comes out next week. These Negroes, they're getting pretty uppity these days, and that's the problem for us since they've got something now they've never had before. The political pull to pull back up their uppityness. Now, we've got to do something about this. We've got to give them a little something, just enough to quiet them down, but not enough to make a difference. L-B-J. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll have these... I'll have these ends 
voting Democratic for the next 200 years, end quote. And you know what? Sadly. It's true. It's what happened. It's what happened. All that 200. People just don't know who these people are. They don't know. Yeah, they don't have any idea. LBJ was a huge racist, just like Woodrow Wilson, his hero. Oh, yeah. You know, FDR. There was a moment, uh, uh, one of the, the ABC Sunday show this week where Keith Ellison was on. Yeah. He's like, you know, we've got to stop Donald Trump. I know we have our disagreements, but we've got to stop Donald Trump. I mean, he's the worst Republican nominee since George Wallace. And it took a moment until someone reminded him that George Wallace was a Democrat. <laughs> Amazing. Not a Republican nominee. Right. By the way, um, Liars. It is out next week. Liars. You can read all about it at glenbeck.com. It's my new book, Liars. Buy it wherever books are sold. And come see liarsorliberty.com. That's the tour here for the history tour here at our Mercury Studios next week. Liarsorliberty.com. Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I want you guys to follow this. Follow this with me. Corruption. We have our values and our principles. Everything that built this country it has been corroded and corrupted. And that's what we were all feeling. And that's, that's you know, we all started feeling this with George W. Bush. And we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're losing our principles. We're losing our Constitution. And then we had Barack Obama. And the fundamental transformation that he promised is now here. We are now a socialist-style nation And the Democrats want to take it into full-fledged Marxism, socialism. Remember, just a few years ago, it was racist to call somebody a socialist. Bernie Sanders was on stage last night. He declares himself to be a socialist. And they say that they've adopted a lot of the socialist platform ideas into the platform. Right. Okay. So corruption. To keep that corruption going, you have to silence the media. You have to silence anybody who speaks out of it and use political correctness. You silence those who oppose you by calling you racist or whatever. Then you have anger. That comes from political correctness. If they won't shut up by trying to silence them kindly, you have to shout them down. And then the next thing is you shoot. And we're seeing this with Black Lives Matter. So corruption, political correctness leads to anger, which leads to one of three things or two of three things. Chaos and destruction, and that's where we're at right now. Chaos and destruction. Or unity. And both parties are crying out for unity. But you can't unify without principles. Let me take this list, show you corruption. The opposite of corruption is knowing your values. And when you know your values, you're considered an honorable person. I know what my values are, and I hold fast to those values. You're an honorable person. Political correctness. If you know your values and you're an honorable person, you will stand up for those principles in the face of anything. That means you're a person of courage. An honorable person 
who has courage. But as things escalate from political correctness to shouting and shooting, you can either continue to stand by with courage and still hold true to your principles, or you can give up and retreat. The other option is you can start to shout or shoot yourself. You can join them in the anger and shout and shoot. Or you can engage in love thy enemy. And you can, you can say, no, I'm a person of honor and courage, and I know what my principles are, and it doesn't involve shouting and shooting, and I'm going to love my enemy, and I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve, and I'm going to love. Those three things, doing those three things, lead to unity. Knowing your principles, having courage, and serving and loving others. Those lead to unity because as the world goes into chaos and destruction, they begin to see, do I want this or do I want, do I want people who have honor and courage? Last night, we trusted you was the chant from the floor to uh, Elizabeth Warren as she sold out what she said her principles were and they talked to her and said whatever they had to, listen, we need you to be politically correct. They talked to her soft tones and said, hey, look, you've you got a bright future and we need to bring people together. And so we, what we need you to do is to become politically correct, be correct with the people in political power, Hillary Clinton, sell out some of your principles so we can have unity. But what did that do? That brought more anger to the floor. We trusted you. It's betrayal, anger. Not unity. The Democrats are less unified than the Republicans were. And you're hearing some of those reports today. May I just point out that in 2011 we did Restoring Honor. And my message then was find your principles. Find the eternal things that are true. And hold fast to them. And then the next year, we did Restoring Courage. You know what your principles are. There's going to come a time when you're going to have to really, you're going to have to face people who are either engaged in political correctness, and enough is enough. This political correct stuff has to stop. We have to start saying the truth. We have to have the courage to say it. And the year after that, we did Restoring Love. There are going to be so much anger in the streets, we're going to be tearing each other apart, and people are going to try to pull you into shouting or shooting. Don't serve and love. Honor, courage, love. And last year, the last in the Restoring series that we did was unity. Last summer, we're tearing each other apart. We have to find the things that bring us together. And I said last summer, the things that bring us together, unity. I mean, sorry, principles, which brings you back to the beginning of honor. If you know your principles, you will have unity. You'll have something strong enough to get you through political correctness and anger and shouting and shooting. You will have enough honor and courage and love to get to unity. But you'll notice, if you read the other side of this chalkboard, corruption, political correctness, anger, leads to chaos and destruction, That's slavery. 
that's that old loop that, you know, first the people are in slavery and then they, they, have, they find their principles and they find their God and they find their courage and they stand up and they're free and then they start sliding back into apathy and they're slaves again. That's this system. When you get to chaos and destruction, you've lost everything. What is the next step in the human circle of life? You find your principles. You find God. You find the things that are really important, and you start to stand for them. So one way or another, we can either go with honor, courage, love, and unity, and we'll be okay. Or we can go with corruption, political correctness, anger, destruction, and chaos. But in the end, we both make it the same place. We both make it back to our principles. One just involves a lot of pain. The other is short-term personal pain. But you sleep at night. I will bet, because I know what I have gone through, and I can't imagine what it's like for Ted Cruz, I would bet that Ted Cruz right now is going through some of the worst pain, Mike Lee and anybody who's standing up, um, Eric Erickson, Ben Shapiro, I'll bet you they're going through some of their worst pain right now because they're alone and they've had the courage to buck the political system. And so they are standing alone, but they're doing it because of their honor, of their principles. They won't buckle. Uh, And they're doing it out of love of country and and love of their fellow citizen because they know the other way leads to destruction. And they're probably wondering right now, how do I keep my business together? How do I... How do I keep my family from seeing the destruction uh, of, of me personally? How do I keep my family away from the anger? You know, when, when, when uh, Ted's wife had to be escorted off the floor as they were screaming Goldman Sachs, B-I-T-C-H, as they were screaming that at her, You have to have a moment of going, holy cow, are we in trouble? Personally, are we in trouble? It's over. I would advise you to choose your path, honor, courage, love, and unity, or corruption, political correctness, anger, destruction, and chaos. We're both going to end up with principles in the end. One will help you sleep at night. One will give you the truth, will set you free, but the truth will make you miserable at first. But if I may, Winston Churchill never thought he was Winston Churchill. Gandhi never thought he was Gandhi. Martin Luther King never thought he was Martin Luther King. Bonhoeffer Bonhoeffer's an easy one. Bonhoeffer's a guy who struggled so hard, he had no answers. He didn't know what to do. He just knew what he was seeing was wrong, and he stood up, and he's like, this isn't who we are. On the night after, or the day after Kristallnacht, 
that next morning, while they are sweeping out the bakeries and cafes and the stores of Jewish store owners, they're sweeping out the glass from all of the glass that had been broken the night before. Bonhoeffer goes in with his mother and goes shopping in all of those stores. He didn't know what else to do. He just knew, I have to support these people, and this isn't who we are. This, this is wrong. I said to somebody the other day, you might be Charles Sumner. You, you might be Winston Churchill. You, you, you might be playing this role in the coming days. No, I am definitely not that person. No, you know what? That person didn't think they were that person either. They just stood and did the right thing with honor, courage, and love. May I give you a piece of advice? Because we're going into troubled times. You cannot look at your life as your life anymore. When our founders said, I pledge, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor, they were playing for the eternities. They were playing for future generations. They didn't know how they would be remembered. George Washington didn't think he was going to be George Washington. In fact, he never wanted to be George Washington. He wanted to be a farmer. We can't judge what's happening to us today. We can't look what's comfortable for us today. We have to start seeing how will history judge us? What will our children say? And is there, will there be a new Dietrich Bonhoeffer? Will there be a new Gandhi? Will there be a new Abraham Lincoln? Will there be a new George Washington? Yes, there will. There will also be a new Hitler and a new Stalin and a new Mussolini because history may not repeat itself exactly, but it certainly does rhyme. If you're standing and if you're having a tough time, know Churchill doubted himself the entire time. He never doubted his principles and what he knew to be true. Now this, you work hard for your money, and you want to keep your family safe. You want the best security system for your home, but you don't want to get ripped off. This is the thing with business. If you just treat people right, if you just give them a great product for exchange for their money, that's all people want. They want you to make money. They just don't want to be ripped off. This is why Simply Safe exists. They know that the big home security companies try to bribe you with a free system, and then they turn around and charge you $40, $50, or $60 every single month for years. Simply Safe is different. They save you money. Um, the monitoring system itself is inexpensive, and you own it. And then monitoring is only $14.99 a month. There's no contract, it's easy to install, there's no wires. I've installed this, and you own the system so you can take it with you when you move. Right now, Simply Safe is the security system that we trust. It's like having a guard station right at your door 24 hours a day. Simply Safe Home Security for the protection that we trust. 
Go to simplysafebeck.com and get an exclusive 10% discount right now. Simplysafebeck.com. Save 10% at simplysafebeck.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. In, Norm- in Normandy, France, church attack. Two guys walked into a local church. They beheaded an 84-year-old priest. They took hostages. They left one of them with life-threatening injuries, and they were killed as they left the church. Um, you know, last summer... I wish we would have done it, Pat. Last summer I said, this is probably the last time we're going to be able to go to France right. uh, during a peaceful time. And when we go, it could be wildly different. Yep. And we missed the opportunity. It's like, I mean, this is happening all, all the, time. the time in France. All now. the time. <clears throat> and it's coming here. Yeah. We're, we, started work on a, we started work on a couple of shows. First of all, tomorrow TV, tomorrow's TV show is all about um, uh, Russia and what's really happening and what and we're going to show you exactly where how these uh, why these DNC servers were hacked and why they were le- released and what's really behind it. It's far more than just Vladimir Putin, and you need to see it. Um, we're also doing a show on most people don't even know or consider what martial law is. And we've been talking to uh, friends in the military about martial law. And are there scenarios that would bring martial law? And there are. There are like five different scenarios that will bring martial law. That the, Out of this country. Yes, in this country. And the, and the Pentagon has already defined what they are. Um, and you could see all five of them happening in this country. And we're going to be going over that in the next uh, couple of weeks. Make sure you join us, 5 o'clock, only on The Blaze TV. This is The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.